hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hello, folks. Welcome to this evening's podcast. I got some articles that I want to talk to you guys about. We're going to jump into it without hum hawing and he hawing around here so we're going to talk about the uk government admits that 92 percent of covid deaths were from the triple vaxxed yes folks the triple jabbed triple vaxxed you know this is uh, updated today it was uploaded on the 8th of august we will talk about that today guys and uh, another huge one in the news today is as Israeli airstrikes target Damascus, is Isaiah's prophecy regarding Syria on the horizon? Hmm. This is by Eric Stackelback. This was uploaded today as well at harbingersdaily.com. Harbingersdaily.com. And during these wild and crazy end times that we are living in today, let me remind you that being a Christian is not for the weak at heart, not for the faint at heart, uh, not for folks that do not want to stand on the word of God. So let me tell you, says uh, right here at HarbingersDaily.com, I will stand for truth even if I stand alone. Christians arrested for reading the Bible aloud at drag event folks this was uploaded on the 6th of august is by david furiazzo we can find this at harbingersdaily.com these are the three main articles that i want to talk to you guys about this evening and then maybe tomorrow we will talk about taking comfort believers yes folks terry james's article at terryjamesprophecyline.com i love terry james i mean though he is losing his, or he has lost his eyesight he has written some tremendous books Go out on Amazon, show him some love, or go to his website at terryjamesprophecyline.com and check out some of his books. I tell you, you will not be uh, disappointed in that. So guys, uh, a lot of stuff going on today. So the UK, so let me scroll. You know, it's funny, okay? <laughs> I'm looking at a electric bike, right? It's an electric bike, and this is what I've been looking at. And so I come here to the peoplesvoice.tv forward slash UK government. What what pops up on my screen? <laughs> That's right. Velotric bicycles here, yes. Um, Just to give you just some uh, fun, if you guys are bored or whatever, and you want to jump onto YouTube and learn all about electric bikes, go follow Tail Happy TV, Tail Happy TV. I uh, I love him. He is I, he's all over Los Angeles. He's in Malibu. He takes bikes up to the um the Hollywood sign, rides them up there. Any any electric bike you can think of. Uh, he's ridden it, rode it, and done a video about it. Um, but anyway, he's happy. He's a, a great guy to watch. You get some great scenery there of Southern California. And um, anyway, super cool guy. Um, but, uh, if you're bored and you want to know about electric bikes, uh, that's the guy to go to tell happy TV on YouTube. I do believe his name is Matt. Anyway, so a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to put this little screen over there cause I don't want to lose it. So, um, the Bible of course talks about Damascus being obliterated, uninhabitable. And that prophecy has not yet happened. And uh, with the Israeli airstrikes getting closer and closer, that could happen any moment. 
any moment. So that's exciting news for us Christians. Not really exciting for Damascus, for the people who live there, but for us, uh, looking at Bible prophecy, it's very um, exciting for us to know that, of course, it's going to happen, and it can happen pretty soon. So let's jump into this article, shall we? Eric Stackelback. So overnight on Sunday, Israeli reportedly carried out airstrikes in Syria, specifically targeting the capital of Damascus. In recent months, Israel has carried out many strikes in Damascus for two reasons. Number one, Damascus International Airport is a transit point for Iranian weapon shipments, heading through Syria to southern Lebanon and into the hands of Iran's most lethal proxy, Hezbollah. Number two, a good deal of Iranian-backed militias, yes, folks, I can talk, are sometimes militias are based in and around Damascus, the home to weapons factories, which presumably produce advanced weapons that could and would be used against Israel. So what went down Sunday night in the Syrian capital? According to media sources in the region, Israel carried out strikes in Damascus, killing four soldiers of the Syrian army of Bashar al-Assad and also wounding several others. The Syrian regime works in tandem with Iran and Hezbollah throughout the country as these at these weapons factories, which were reportedly targeted last night. Last year, Israel shut down Damascus International Airport for the better part of a week because of weapons shipments coming in many times disguised as civilian flights. Iran hasn't quite gotten the memo. The more Israel has struck the Iranian regime and its assets in and around Damascus, the more it seems they continue to push. What would what we have here, he says, is essentially a collision course where Iran and Hezbollah say we are in Syria to stay and Israel says oh no you don't this is a non-starter for us and an absolute red line for obvious reasons so Iran wants to use Syria as a launching pad for attacks against Israel they want to duplicate in Syria what they have very successfully accomplished next door in southern Lebanon where Hezbollah has some 150,000 rockets and missiles pointed at every inch of Israel. Iran is working to transport precision-guided missiles, or PGMs, through Syria. Those precision-guided missiles do exactly what their name says. They're designed to hit targets with greater accuracy and greater precision. Iran is hell-bent on accomplishing this, and Israel is determined to stop them. Israel, as as is its M.O., did not comment on the strikes. I'm sure Iran and the Assad regime are fuming, but the answer is simple. Stop building weapons to attack Israel inside of Syria and get Iran and Hezbollah out of the country. That's the ultimate solution, but we know that's not going to happen without force. So you can go on and read a little bit more of that at harvestersdaily.com, but we're going to skip on down to the prophetic significance. So every time an Israeli strike occurs against Damascus, he says, I'm asked about a prophecy in Isaiah 17, one which says the burden of Damascus, behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city and it shall be a ruinous heap. Damascus is one of the world's oldest inhabited cities going back thousands of years. And he says to his knowledge, it has never been completely destroyed. Even the Mongols, uh, which destroyed everything in their path, did not completely destroy Damascus. While some say it was fulfilled over the last decade in in the Syrian civil war, he says, I strongly disagree. Some parts are absolutely a ruinous heap, but has not ceased to be a city. Isaiah 17, 1 has yet to be fulfilled, he says, and I completely agree with Mr. Stackelback there. He goes, when we have frequent actions in Damascus, like what occurred Sunday night, and we have reports of chemical weapons development in Syria, we can see clearly that dangerous days may lie ahead in the country and its capital. So folks, be in prayer over that, and uh, that is going to happen. I'm telling you, just like uh, the Bible said,
So we're going to scroll on over here. So I will stand for truth even if I stand alone. Christians arrested for reading the Bible aloud at a drag event. Reminds me of what happened in, was it in the UK where they're praying silently and they got arrested for praying in their head? Really? That's what the world's come to, folks. Ah. Mm-hmm. So David Furiazo uploaded this on the 6th of August. So while drag queens performed and twerked for children, four Christians were arrested in Wisconsin last week, one of them for simply reading the Bible on a public sidewalk. It happened during a drag queen event called Pride in the Park where children were being sexualized. Marcus Schroeder was arrested for standing on a public sidewalk while reading the Bible out loud and the video has gone viral. Understand this was not in some communist country led by a dictator or under totalitarian regime where free speech is censored or was it? It happened in Watertown, Wisconsin, USA, where police seem to believe it's against the law to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it's okay for adult men dressed as women to flaunt their sexuality and gyrate to entertain young children. Jason Storms was also arrested. In the back of his t-shirt says, quote, I will stand for truth even if I stand alone, unquote. In the video of Marcus Schroeder's arrest, you can see police officers approaching as he is reading the Bible over a loudspeaker. One of the officers grabbed the microphone away from him and they told Schroeder he was arrested without any warning for violating a sound ordinance about noise amplification. Who knew? Jason Storms, minister of evangel evangelism at Mercy Seat Christian Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin, said his daughter was among those who were arrested. And Storms stated, and I quote, rather than arrest those sexualizing children, the police arrested for Christians exercising their First Amendment rights, including my daughter and one of my sons-in-laws, unquote. Apparently, the city gave orders to the police to arrest people. Three of them for the crime of praying and talking to attendees of the drag event because they were inside the park. They were arrested earlier in the day, but wait, there's more. Anyway, but wait, the event was supposedly open to the public, so it took place in a public park. But if you're a Christian who believes the Bible is true and who talks to people about repenting of their sin to be saved, Enter at your own risk. The police presence was there to provide security for the drag performers in lingerie as they pranced in front of young children, children who were invited to give them dollar bills like they would a stripper. What's also interesting is, according to Wisconsin law, it is a felony to cause a minor under the age of 13 to view or listen to sexual activity. Have they redefined what sexual means? Also, according to the article, if the minor is under 18, it is a class H felony. So, no comment about the ordinance from the police when Pastor Matt Trujella educated them on the law and the doctrine of, le of lesser magistrates. The young Christian men knew their rights and stood their ground. Marcus Schroeder has no regrets about being arrested for speaking God's word. He states, and I quote, it was worth it. It's actually an honor to be accounted worthy to stand with the cloud of witnesses who have gone before us and have and been arrested for the sake of Christ and his kingdom, unquote. One reason the event made some headlines is there were also some Nazi sympathizers at the drag show. To be crystal clear, they were not associated or affiliated with Mercy Seat Christian Church in any way. The media did not do their homework. Some of the Christians uh, there were sharing the gospel with members of that group as well. 
I call this equal opportunity evangelism. He says they were preaching the good news to drag queens, deceived parents, police, and to the masked Nazi minions. Naturally, Wisconsin's leftist governor, Tony Evers, rebuked the Nazis and the Christians indirectly while posting a statement defending the drag event and supporting child groomers. He emphasized that LGBTQ, ABCDEFG individuals deserve to be treated with, quote, dignity, decency, kindness, and respect. Uh, which none of us would disagree with, stating that drag queens and LG blah, 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 people are victims, however, ever said they deserve to be safe being who they are without fear, threat of shame, harassment, intimidation, or violence, or I guess going to hell, you know, let them go. That's what they're trying to tell you. Don't, don't, don't try to save these people. Don't tell them the truth. <laughs> oh, give them a safe space to practice their sin and pave their way to hell. Sorry, I had to throw that in because it's, this is infuriating. Anyway, article continues and he says, so just be who you are, question mark, he asks. Very profound and redundant, Governor. His comments imply the gospel brings shame. Christians are harassing and intimidating. The drag queen community fears verbal violence. An interesting opportunity arose from this fiasco. If you already liked Marcus Schroeder's compassion and courage, you're going to love him now. He addressed the city council last week and used the platform to preach the gospel. And he said... As a Christian, I can say what the Nazis did in Nazi Germany was horrific and they should have been resisted. In fact, the number one people group who resisted the Nazis were Christian, he noted. The reason why was Christians had a worldview that said people are made in God's image and they have worth and value. That's why Nazism is wrong, end quote. But Schroeder said something we should really pay attention to and prepare to see more of. He wasn't being hateful. He wasn't reading from Romans 1 or explaining why homosexuality was a sin according to Scripture. He was sharing verses from Galatians. He explained, I was reading a passage from the Bible about love and I was arrested. No reason, not given any warning, not told anything about my amplification being turned down. I was arrested and taken into custody simply for reading the Bible on the sidewalk. Unquote. In America, this used to be a violation of the First Amendment of the Constitution. People were allowed to speak about issues and voice opinions in public. Not anymore, apparently. It seems Biden Democrats are abusing power and using law enforcement to bully and intimidate Christians and conservatives. Here's the key takeaway from a wise young Christian man. Quote, you see, as we become more and more tolerant of sexual immorality in our culture, we've become more and more intolerant towards Christian morality, Schroeder said. And the more we become intolerant of Christian morality, the more we are going to see lawlessness in our streets, end quote. Godlessness, lawlessness, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Second Timothy chapter three, verse four, perilous times. Yes, folks, that's where we're at. He concludes with the truth and accountability and judgment. He says, quote, we can have our disagreements, but there comes a time when we have to understand that we are all going to stand before God one day. Quote, we going to we going to have to we're going to have to give an account of what we have done with the children in our society, the innocent minds in the children who deserve to be protected and quote. Yes, I agree. Sadly, but not all surprising in Marxist America, the Bible believers in this case were seen as a hate group and told they just don't understand the other side, even though several of the church members had long respectful discussions with the alphabet activists. Mm. Jason Storms said the incident has encouraged him and his fellow church members toward further boldness, a good reminder to be strong in the Lord and the power of 
his might. Ephesians 6, 10. Joshua 1, 9. The KJV says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I ah, just love that language. Anyway. And he says, by the way, the Sentinel contacted Watertown Mayor Emily McFarland and Police Chief Robert Kaminsky. Kaminsky? Regarding the charges against Schroeder, as well as whether the performers at the drag event would be charged for violating the statute against sexually explicit conduct, unquote. And we're not holding our breath, he says. Folks, excellent article about what's going on in the world today by David Furiazzo, HarbingerDaily.com. And don't think it, they're not coming for you and I. If we preach the truth, we stand on, word, on the word of God, they're going to come after us. And um, are you willing are you willing to do that? Are you willing to stand on the word of God and not back down? I hope you are. Don't be afraid. Uh, let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you and fight for us, right? Absolutely. Now, here's a shocker, not shocker. UK government admits that 92% of COVID deaths were from triple vax. Get your booster. Get your double booster. Get your trip booster. Come on, folks. Get your death shot, kill shot, poison shot. Let's go, folks. Come on. We got to get the world's population down to 500 million. Yes. Here, once you eat some more of these uh, fruits and vegetables with a peel on them. A-P-E-A-L. Don't get it, folks. Don't eat it. Look at your fruit. That is Gates. And he's got this stuff on there. We'll tell you that uh, one lady used to take care of her husband and picked up some avocados. Yeah, avocados. I love avocados. And um, it had the appeal on there. And we kept that thing for two weeks. Two weeks. We tried everything to get that to ripen. And it would not ripen. It rotted from the inside out. So get you some of that good stuff. Yeah. So August the 7th, 2023. This was by Sean Adel Tabatabati. I know you guys are thinking I'm joking, but I'm really not. Taba Tabai. There you go. T A B A T A B A I. You say that. Okay, that article's by. Uh, it's in the People's Voice TV and uh, forward slash UK government. So the UK government has quietly admitted that the majority of COVID deaths are from people who received three or more mRNA vaccines for the virus. The UK government released the official figures for COVID deaths in 2022. The data shows that the vaccinated population accounted for a whopping 92% of COVID deaths. Yes, folks, throughout the entirety of 2022. The figure also shows that nine in every 10 COVID deaths in England over the past two years had received three or more of the deadly vaccine. According to reports on the 21st of February 2023, the Office for National Statistics, a UK government agency, quietly published data on deaths by vaccination status in England up to 30 up to 31st December of 2022. The overdue data set from ONS is titled Deaths by Vaccination Status English 1, April 2021 to 31, December 2022. The data can be accessed on the ONS site, and you can go there, and, uh, and you can also download it as well. But right here, I'm looking at it. Table 1 of the latest data set contains figures of the mortality rates by vaccination status for all cause deaths, deaths involving COVID-19, and deaths not involving COVID. And it is here that we are able to ascertain the vaccination status of everyone who has died of COVID since the beginning of April 2021 up to the end of December 2022. And of course, it goes on to show the facts and the figures and folks. Oh, my goodness gracious. Third dose or booster at least 21 days ago, Two. 
2,146 folks died. Ever vaccinated, 2,281 folks. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. Because as you can see from the above, the vast majority of COVID deaths occurred among those who had received three or more doses of the COVID injection during that month. However, that isn't an anomaly. The following chart shows on the ONS recorded COVID deaths per month by vaccination status in English between the 1st of April 2021 and 31st of December 2022, a period of 21 months. Oh, my goodness gracious. The web chart suggests that COVID injections are not effective. In May of 2021, so the lowest number of COVID deaths with 205 among the vaccinated population and just 84 among the unvaccinated. But fast forward a year and we find COVID deaths skyrocketed by 450% with 1,494 folks dying among the vaccinated and then just 96 among unvaccinated. Surely, if COVID injections were effective, we would expect to see deaths decreasing year on year, not increasing. Instead, what we found from the data is that COVID deaths among the unvaccinated population have become almost negligible. Yes, folks, negligible. Deaths among the vaccinated population, meanwhile, have become more significant as time passes. It goes on to say, um, for instance, between April 1st and December 31st of 2021, there were 17,150 COVID deaths, 13,116 of which were among the vaccinated and 4,034 of which were among the unvaccinated. So this means 76.5% of COVID deaths were among vaccinated, whilst 23.5% were among unvaccinated, but... Then he goes on to say, then between April 1st of 2022 and December 31st of 2022, there were 17,161 COVID deaths, which is only an increase of 11 deaths. But the difference is just 970 of, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit that, folks. The difference is just 970 of those deaths were among the unvaccinated, while 16,191 were among the fully vaccinated folks. That is unbelievable so so that means this he says this means we've gone from 76.5 percent of COVID deaths being among the vaccinated in 23 among the unvaccinated in 2021 to 94 percent of COVID deaths being among the vaccinated and just six percent among unvaxxed folks in 2022 and uh lots more data there you guys can sift through but as you can tell Oh, it's getting, it's getting bad, folks. He goes, in all, there were 28,041 COVID deaths in England between the 1st of January 2022 and the 31st of December of 2022. And 25,758 of those were among the fully vaccinated population. And, of course, just 2,273 deaths were among the unvaccinated population. So it means fully vaxxed folks accounted for 92% of COVID deaths throughout the year of 2022. Guys, I tell you what. You know, when they're trying to pay you to go get a shot and uh, they're doing all this kind of stuff to get you to go get the jab, you got to know something's wrong, right? Oh, it's totally free. <laughs> we'll give you $100 if you come and get this. We'll give you some government cheese. You want this block cheese? Come and come and get it. <laughs> Just get your shot. As <laughs> our pregnant. Oh, yeah. Come on. Get your shot. Little Timmy, let's get your shot too, little Timmy. Or did you want to be little Tammy? Oh, geez. Well, just get your shot. It doesn't matter. You're going to die anyway. That's what they think. That's what they think. And it's true. They're indoctrinating our children with death. They're indoctrinating our country, our nation with death. 
sin is death, folks. Where does sin lead? Sin leads to death. I have never seen so much wickedness in my life. Ever. It is so wicked. I want to throw this out there if you guys are not members of uh, Spencer Smith's YouTube channel. You can join them. Two ninety nine a month, two dollars and ninety nine cents a month. But you guys have got to watch third Adam four Road to Shambhala. Um, your eyes are going to be opened. I am telling you about what's really going on, the esoteric, all kinds of stuff, uh, Satanism, everything that's happening right in front of your face, and even in your church. And you probably don't know it. I decree and I declare that is wickedness, folks. Tony Evans, wickedness. Um, guys. You got to go watch that. Um, it's a four-hour documentary. Get you some popcorn or some pizza. If you're lucky enough that you can eat pizza. <laughs> oh, goodness. And uh, kick back, grab you some thermos of coffee. And uh, get you some popcorn, whatever you want to do. Eat some Cheetos on your couch. Yeah, you know, and watch it. If you had to break it up an hour here, hour, whatever, watch it. I'm telling you. It is completely worth it. Uh, Spencer Smith did an amazing job, an amazing job on this documentary. All of his Third Adam documentaries are phenomenal, but this is probably one of his best. And um, you guys really, 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 if you can, please go and watch that. It's open for channel members right now. The world premiere is uh, this coming Friday. Uh, I believe it's the 11th of August. Yes, 11th of August, uh, it will be the world premiere. But if you're a channel member, um, you can watch it starting last. I believe it was Thursday, Friday. Anyway, um, I got to throw that out there because so, so much is in that documentary, you guys. Oh, and as soon as it comes, I'm going to link that onto my website. Um, but with that, guys, uh, I, I wanted to throw this up there. I wanted to get up here and just kind of. Um, give you guys some updates to kind of what's going on and some headlines and I'm still unpacking and um, I'm not sure where to put everything and I've kind of ordered some bookcases and just kind of you know get stuff up you know how that goes um, with crazy work schedules and everything and so um, I appreciate all y'all's prayers I'm feeling way better and I'm so thankful uh, for all you guys's prayer but uh, I did want to jump on here and throw out some stuff, um, especially when I saw that article about um, the guy being arrested for praying and for uh, reading the Bible. And he wasn't even reading Romans 1. I read that a lot on here. <laughs> but let's go over here. I'm going to open up my olive tree Bible software here. And um, he's reading out of Galatians. Uh, and that, folks you haven't read through your bible you might want to start reading through the new testament just pick one we're in i mean we just got through reading uh malachi uh in the church that i go to with our with pastor dallas stringer um so anyway only one gospel so let's just read this tonight so this is uh galatians chapter one and we're gonna let's just Start with verse 1, chapter 1, shall we? Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, 
Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Only one gospel. Verse 6 says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed or an anathema. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant or a slave of Christ. Folks. Let me tell you something. The Joe Olsteins of the world, the folks out there going, I decree and I declare and all this garbage. It was always in you, Fertig. It's always been in you. If they preach a different gospel like they are, let them be accursed. The Bible says an anathema. Folks, they're preaching a different gospel. If they're telling you it's, it's always been in you, it's all, it's all about you. Folks, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. We are wicked. We are desperately wicked, the Bible says. Our heart is desperately wicked. So if they try to make it about you and how good you are and, oh, you're God's crawling, blah, 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 don't listen to it. Get out of it because, you know, they're preaching a different gospel. Folks, we are wicked. We need the Lord Jesus Christ to save us. It's only by his mercy and his grace that we are saved. And as Gentiles, because I'm definitely not Jewish, but as a Gentile, well, I'm like grafted in and adopted. You know what I mean? And if you're not a Jewish person, then you are too. And so, you know, we, we, oh, I, these people, these people, they make it all about you. <laughs> Folks, it's not about you, all the music, all this, you know, they get you into this trance like, you know, get out of that. Please get out of that. I've been saying it for a very long time. You know, Hillsong, all the Bethel, all this is wickedness. And I hate it when they play it in my church. I hate it. I am thankful that they don't play it all the time. And they only play like maybe once or twice a month there's just a couple songs that they play and um and it's like uh john MacArthur had said it's not necessarily you know the song because you know you really got to think about the words of the song but you know where it's coming from that's the that's the thing you know that's coming from wicked people and so um if you haven't watched uh steve and Paulette Kozar, <laughs> you guys, it's called the mess, the messed up church. Go check them out. Hit the bar, um, and they will. Man, I tell you what, they're hilarious. I love them. Doctrinally sound folks, and uh, they'll tell you all about it. And um, Furtick, D, uh, Stephen Furtick, guys, get away from him. Get away from him. Um, there's so much out there now that just proves that he's a heretic. Um, 
that, uh, you know, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It's always been in you. I am God. Oh, did you watch that? Oh, yeah, that, that should tell you all you need to know. But anyway, uh, I absolutely uh, love the Word of God. I want you guys to love the Word of God. And um, it goes on to talk about defending the gospel. So this is Galatians chapter 2. Let's just read this. Galatians 2, 2 verse 1. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas. This is Paul. Uh, to Jerusalem with Barnabas. And I also took Titus with me. And I went up. Uh, by revelation and communicated to them the that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Now, do you notice that? Who came in by stealth. Mm-hmm. They do. They, if they were to come right out and just say, hey, <laughs> I'm a demon and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to uh, start all kinds of stuff with your church and I'm just going to, you know, start division and like all this stuff and you're going to be fine. No, they come in stealth, stealthily, and then they turn everybody against each other. But anyway, it goes on to say, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they are, it makes no difference to me. He says, God shows personal favoritism to no man. No man, for those who seem to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars perceived the grace that had been given to me they gave me and barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the gentiles and they to the circumcised they desired only that we should remember the poor the very thing which i also was eager to do he says so no return to the law folks you should really read galatians it's a really really good book really good book and of course talks about justification by faith and it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, this is chapter three. Who has betwitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? He says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. In the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Folks, I'm telling you, if you get in the word of God, if the word of God is going to change you, mold you, and uh, make you more like Christ. 
And so we need, we need to read the word of God to renew our minds from the filthiness of this world. And I am telling you guys, I have been slacking. I really have. I've slacked this whole week um, on reading my Bible like I should. And um, I'm telling you right now, I mean, man, I let the cares of this world get me down and I'm so tired and like all this stuff is going on. But you know what? got to you got to discipline i have to discipline myself you guys have to discipline yourselves to stay in the word of god and so let's make that commitment tonight we are all going to stay in the word of god and if, if i have to you know on every single episode that i do we're going to read some of the word of god because um i think it's important and um definitely definitely important and of course you know walking in the spirit so let's end with that this is um galatians let me scroll back up here chapter four Five courses Christian liberty, and it says walking in the walking in the spirit. Verse sixteen, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies heresies mm -hmm. envy murders drunkenness revelries and the like of which i tell you beforehand just as i also told you in times past that those that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. But we are to bear each other's burdens. In chapter 6 goes on to say, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will... Uh, have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for each one shall bear his own load so be good be generous and do good goes on to say in verse six let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Folks, what a wonderful verse to end on this evening. And uh, you know what? We may continue. We're already in chapter six right there. So what we might do, um, we may continue on and just read through 
uh, Galatians is we'll just pick a book and, you know, we'll just start reading through it at the end of the podcast. Um, if that's okay with you guys. Um, if not, let me know or you can skip it. <laughs> whatever you want, guys, whatever you guys want to do. But I'm trying to keep these at 45 minutes uh, or 40 minutes. Um, so it's a little easier on me. Um, to try to stay focused on some headlines and uh, do you just make things pertinent. Um, anyway, but with that, guys, uh, I'm going to get off here this evening. And um, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Um, we are looking for your appearing, Lord Jesus. We are longing for it. We love your appearing. And, um, you know, guys, like the word says, it's a promise and we know he's going to come and take us home. But what are you going to be doing when Christ comes to take us home? What am I going to be doing? I hope I'm going to be serving him. I hope you'll be serving him too. Guys, if you don't know, uh, the Lord Jesus as your personal savior today is the day of salvation. Uh, call anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says, so today is the day of your salvation Repent today of your sin and your wickedness and ask Jesus to save you and he will. There's no special prayer you got to say. Uh, you don't have to be in a church. You can be on your couch eating Cheetos. Um, you could be driving down the road. You could be, doesn't matter what you're doing. doesn't matter. But you have to know that you're a sinner and you need a savior. We are all wretched and wicked and need a savior. And, uh, that's the whole point. And that is the good news that Jesus Christ came, lived the perfect life, uh, born of a virgin. Um, he died on the cross um, for our sins. He was the perfect sacrifice. All God, all man, never sinned. Praise God. And uh, he died on the cross and uh, shed his blood for our sin because there has to be, has to be um, shed blood. And uh, so thank God. Thank God that he sent his son and thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being obedient to the father. And uh, God raised him three days after um, he died on the cross. God raised him three days and um, 40 days. He ascended to heaven. He sat on the right hand of the throne of God because it's finished. He sat. He is victorious and we are victorious in him. And so uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh. Uh, we're so thankful for his mercy and his grace. So guys, with that, tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody what he's done for you and what he can do for them. And uh, anyway, with that, I hope you guys have a great night. May God bless each and every one of you as we wait, as we await the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs>